0: We are back. Yes, we are officially
1: back. I know it's been two weeks, but once again, this is Life in Pinstripes. I'm James.
0: And I'm Dan. This and is Life in Blood. Is it is it, is it Blood in Pinstripes, or is it is it is it more? Are we are we going deeper today?
1: I think it's Life in the Big Apple today. Oh, well,
0: yeah, it's New York State of Mind, yes. baby.
1: Episode number 53, which is my guy, Zach Britton. I know mm. you're probably somewhat familiar with him, right? Eh, I've heard
0: the name somewhere a little while, but... Uh, you're Lefty,
1: <laughs> setup man, Yanks, good guy in the playoffs. Yeah, all the beautiful things. All right, so what's going on? Unfortunately, we're still in this. I feel like we're still in the same, same boat, same starting point with all sports. You know, everyone's trying to figure out what's going to happen with the hall reopening thing. MLB has some idea. Except the players don't like it because they probably would have to take a significant pay cut. And unfortunately, because they have to take that significant pay cut, I think it's going to lead to a strike at some do you point. Think,
0: do you think they use this whole COVID as a way to, I don't know, uh, undermine the contracts and kind of just make up their own rules? I know. It's
1: it's possible. I mean, I think of it this way. I think all these players, they want to go back. I think they're probably sick and tired of sitting at home like what we're doing. But everything is all about safety. And also, it's like, why would you want to pay for full salary for half the time? I, it has got to be some kind
0: of fairness. To there's going to be – it's all going to work out somehow. But, uh, you know, with, with all this news going on, I, I wanted to kind of go back in time a little bit.
1: Yes. Before- and
0: – and we're actually almost in New York Mets colors, would you, would, you, would you almost say?
1: Yes, I would have to say so. Maybe I purposely did that because...
0: Oh. Well, I, I wanted to go back to when, when I started becoming more cognizant of what baseball was all about. Back or, in 19, the 1970s. You mean back when times were simpler? We go, let's go all the way back to
1: the 1970s.
0: I'm going back to Shea Stadium with Lindsay Nelson. And his wonderful sport jackets, and Ralph Kiner, Kiner's Corner. Who remembers Kiner's Corner?
1: There's probably not gonna be a whole lot of people that know that. Nobody.
0: Well, what would happen <laughs> is Ralph Kiner was a big, big-time player, and he was a Mets sportscaster. But at the end of the game, they would have like a little, a little Q and A session in the back, and they called it Kiner's Corner. Of course. And it was kind of cool because these guys would be drinking throughout the whole game. I think by the time they got to Kinders Corner, it was like, it was kind of comical and, and fun. But uh, back then, things were different. <laughs> so, uh, and I, the last guy was Bob Murphy. So the three of those guys were, were the voices of the Mets. And it was, it was pretty cool you know, growing up with this whole, this whole feel. And it was very hometown and, and nice.
1: Now, now if you may know, the Mets were a team in 1962, and they were known as a laughingstock of the MLB until one beautiful year in, uh, I believe it was uh,
0: 1969. It took a while. I think they were... Yeah, I think Casey Stengel was their first manager. Am I wrong? I, you may know this more than I would. but uh, This sounds about right. I think so. And they, yeah, they had a hard time and, until they actually won anything in 1969, which is great. But the guys that I kind of remember were more of the 70s guys, like, a, like Tom Seaver. Tom Terrific! Ron Swoboda.
1: Ron Swoboda, yeah. Made that great catch, I know, in Game 3 in, mm-hmm. in the 69 World Series, mm-hmm. that I know.
0: Ed Cranepool.
1: Ed Cranepool. He's like... Mr. Med himself.
0: My mother loved Ed Cranepool. I think she had a crush on him. She wanted to go to the games just to meet Ed Cranepool. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, you weren't that far from Shea Stadium. Of course you wanted to see And uh, I think about Bud Harrelson and uh, Jerry Kuzman.
1: Kuzman.
0: Rusty Staub, Le Grand Orange. And
1: then, of course, unfortunately, they became irrelevant again until the 1980s where another specific World Series team were one for the ages? I tell you, when
0: they won, would that be 86, perhaps? 1986, possibly the greatest team in franchise history. When they won in 86, I was driving around 86th Street in Brooklyn, and every Goomba in their Trans Am was honking their horns and they won, and it was the coolest thing in the world. It was about the closest to all-around warmth of everyone believing in the same thing at the same time.
1: Would you like to... Disc- was that... Was, were you one of those guys? What was your reaction to when the ball went through Buckner's legs?
0: Well, I was in a car at the time, so I only heard it on the radio, but it was to watch it later on was, was happy and sad at the same time. Happy for the Mets. Knowing, sad for Buckner. Knowing that Buckner would, would lose his career, in a sense, and, and be hated by, by, by throngs of Bostonians. So, I don't think he ever recovered until he was on a uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode many years <laughs> later when he had to catch the baby.
1: It was that. That was a good one. Also, when the Red Sox won it all in 04, 08, and then in 2013, mm. pretty much everyone was forgiven, especially. even It wasn't even his fault. Like I said, it was, 19, it was game six, by the way. You had an opportunity to win game seven, and you still managed to screw that up. So, yeah. Uh,
0: I tell you, it's being a Mets fan through these years has been one of the toughest things in the world because they always seem to start off so well. It's like, this is the year. And then they win, like, the first seven or the first eight. Eight and two. <laughs> first ten, eight and two.
1: Oh, the Mets. Possibly this maybe is it in the American League East. And then the dog days of June, July, August, and September lead them to eventually 70 wins.
0: Okay, so the theory here is, okay, so we're starting mid-year. So... When they're doing well, will be the first half, which is actually the last half, which means they could only they, they go only up.
1: could do so what well. they only could do so well at this point. They
0: won't have time to screw up, is what I'm saying. Well, they,
1: well, they do have a good squad too, and uh, you have uh, one of my personal favorite Yankees, which I'm going to get into a little bit later, because everything has been so different with your. Your expertise on baseball back in the '70s and my expertise in baseball in the '90s and the
0: 2000s. I'm a cold expertise, but uh, but thank you. We're just some some sort of memory of it. whatsoever. all right? Fine, <laughs> you get fine. You got that.
1: All right. He's the Mets. Also, I know you remember some Yankees players. I back. wrote
0: this down because I really dug. I dug the Yankees in the '70s. It wasn't like this. You had like one or the other back then. Yeah, you know, we liked them both.
1: They liked every. They liked everybody.
0: Back. And everything was free. So, Channel Nine, you had the Mets. W O R, all the games are on whenever you wanted. It was free, and on Channel Eleven, WPIX.
1: WPIX, which they still do, Pix Eleven, as they call it, on Yankee Games.
0: Phil, Phil, Rizzino. holy cow!
1: He made the catch. I love this Phil. Is- I love Phil Rizzuto. He's definitely. I want to be a, an announcer, and sometimes I want to emulate like him because he brings an excitement to the game that I think a lot of broadcasters need in this day and age.
0: Sure. Think about these guys that played for the Yankees. Up there, you had Thurman Munson, spoiled pretty much. If you think about it, the best manager of all time, Billy Martin. Uh, that not, not to mention,
1: <laughs> not to mention, he's not only was Billy Martin a great manager, he, Billy Martin was also known for getting fired like seven five. times. I thought it was five. Was it seven? I, I think don't know. it was seven times. Some ridiculous thing because <laughs> there was some love hate relationship with George Steinbrenner, and he was
0: known for so much off off the field antics with drinking which is probably very legendary but that was
1: uh, he was a wild man Billy Meyer was also known for uh, pulling Reggie Jackson out of the game back in 1977 because he didn't hustle on a fly ball and you know me I know mm-hmm. one particular player right now who is not a big fan of
0: hustling um, would that be a Manny-, <laughs> Manny Machado, Machado.
1: <laughs> remember when Yankee fans wanted Manny Machado I felt like I was the only one that did not want him
0: you were a one man, uh, let's say, you, you had your, your own thing of such pure dislike and hatred for this fellow that you would have started your own campaign anywhere to stop this guy from going He at, was at one the of edges.
1: those, here's the thing he was one of those players, incredibly talented, great at third. He wanted to play shortstop when, at one problem, DD Gregorius was the shortstop. And then there was the playoffs where he was spiking players. I'm like, I don't want this crap on my team. You're basically sending a message that it's okay to spike someone. All right? You don't
0: no. so you're Absolutely So not. you're not really a team player. You're not hustling and then you're looking to spike people. No. But did he I read other that. people's signs? Oh, did I go there? Oh,
1: shit. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, I am wearing orange, but anyway. Uh, Astros, you still suck to this day, and you are one lucky son of a bitch that you are probably only be playing half the season.
0: Oh, man. What if. Do you ever hear of a. There's a guy called Cliff Johnson that played in the 70s.
1: Yes, I think I'm very familiar with Cliff Johnson.
0: I remember him for one particular thing. And what's that? He was running home. And he was trying to score, but this guy must have been about six four. I'm, I'm huge. He ran into the catcher to the score, and he hit the guy so hard that he didn't get up. Oh! They basically had to. Um, Get an ambulance and and take the, the catcher off the field. Is and this it, an all star game or no? It was just a regular game. I know minute. there was
1: a there was an incident where, oh that was Pete Rose that ran right into a catcher and
0: but there's like a truck hitting this poor catcher and as a result I'll never forget that yeah you know, the it was a lot of fright that the guy wasn't going to live. Of course. So. Well, think of it this way: you just got up. This doesn't even happen
1: anymore. You don't mm-hmm. see players now in age. Colliding with each other. No. I, I miss that, by the way. I miss those good home plate collisions. But unfortunately, people get hurt out of it.
0: Can you do a home plate collision when you have to be six feet away from each other? How are they going to kind of do that? You think if they have the social distance on the field, that's impossible to do.
1: That that, <laughs> that makes no sense. It's almost like it's just. It's almost like you got to stop at the six feet distance. Like, okay, he's out.
0: I think that's what they're going to do. That sucks. This and where would the where would the batter be? Would he have to be? Six feet away from the catcher?
1: That's impossible. <laughs> you, you can't do that. They're probably going to put like a ma- uh, another mask on the catcher to prevent another, hopefully a, not a lot of exposures. But oh, I, man. Man, this is going to be different. I don't know how I feel. But anyway, we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about the good old days. You talk about the 60s, 70s, 80s of New York baseball. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1995, so I was kind of... I was kind of getting lucky with the first uh, with the first dynasty that I was able to witness, and obviously the Yanks of 96, 98,
0: 99, 2000. That was your, uh, yeah, you were in your glory days. <laughs> yeah. Well, my <laughs> first five years
1: were in my glory days, and then I had a nine years of pure shit. Oh, sorry, my bad. I, I had to release that. Nine years of bad playoff juju. And then, they of course, mm-hmm. they won it all in 2009, which is obviously my favorite team to to actually watch, because 98, I, they, I was three, so I really wasn't mm-hmm. able to watch. And I'm going to name a couple of players that I liked a lot. You know uh, Bernie Williams, obviously. Of course. Derek Jeter. I think I
0: heard him. Too many times. I think there's going to be a... NLB's having a whole um, Derek Jeter day.
1: They should... Well, because his Hall of Fame ceremony got canceled, so... They pushed that to next year, so I'm pretty sure they're gonna move his, his Hall of Fame Hall ceremony, of- ceremony to next year's Hall of Fame ceremony. Right. So they're gonna do like a combination of that. Andy Pettit, Mariano Rivera, right, Tino Martinez. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! How About the warrior, Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. I yes. know how much you like Paul O'Neill, and then sure. you move, and then uh, my favorite, one of my favorite players. A lot. Of, some people like him. Some people don't like him. He is absolutely swish delicious. You love Nick Swisher. I love Nick Swisher. He may have not been the best ball player on the team, but he sure as hell played with a lot of heart.
0: You felt that he, and what you do is you kind of see the overall whole person. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw something in him that he was like this like good-natured, happy-go-lucky, just want to be part of the team and, and score and and kind of contribute. And even though his numbers may not have been up to par with other people, you wanted to keep him there regardless. Oh, of course, yeah. It doesn't matter. Look, stats mean a lot.
1: It's also the nature of the person that can be very successful at the end. Like, why they never got rid of Derek Jeter at all. Because he was great from start to finish. All about win. All about team. Well, he was also a captain, too. Something that the Yankees could use right now. Do you feel,
0: though, some people are are like hot dogs and they don't work well in a team environment as opposed to other people that are more malleable to work within and work more like a a well... Oiled machine, as opposed to someone that's just kind of,
1: I yeah, on their own. I think I would have to say that. I mean, especially with the whole A Rod saga, a lot of people love him, a lot of people hate him. I was one of those people that hated him for a little bit
0: but then well you also were you you would watch Loud Mouse every day and listen to back Adam with Alan shine Schein
1: and chris carlin this steroid infested freak. freak this bozo oh man that was that was great times i can't believe they got rid of those guys they were definitely one of everything favorites.
0: has its time and you know it's and that was great and you know it's just like right now i'm a great sportscaster i may not be doing this in another couple of weeks we don't know yeah but right now, we're, we're we're rolling with that wave, baby. You yeah. see
1: that little comment section over there on the live stream? Send us some of your favorite players. <laughs> I, I'm kind of curious what other people have to say because you know, I could go on and on and on and on. The Mets had this
0: one guy. His name was Dave Kingman. Dave. Oh, God. He's like the typical MLB player now. Actually, you know, I was talking about people that really weren't team guys. And I, the one thing about Dave Kingman, he did two things. He either hit a home run or struck out. <laughs> Doesn't that
1: sound kind of familiar? It seems like that's you know, what we got right now. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's like you didn't know what you were really to get. More often than not, I think it was a strikeout than a home run, though.
1: Usually, you get the three things: the strikeout, the home run, or the walk. Usually,
0: you think they have an eye where they cut, they they want to hit it so badly that you think they have the restraint to. Is that that comes with wisdom and time? It does come with
1: a lot of wisdom and time. But uh, have mm. you ever realized that when you're watching baseball? It's a lot different now than it was back in the 70s. Like, players were actually making solid contact. Now everyone just wants to hit it out of the ballpark.
0: It's, I guess it's, they're trying to, I guess, get a quick run, right? Chicks dig the long ball? You know what I dig? How about some wins?
1: Sometimes you can't be the
0: hero all the time. It was a different vibe back then. It just seemed like, uh, you know, I I really enjoyed it. I I don't watch it as much as I used to well, you I did watch
1: it. a couple of games with me last year back when the yankees were actually relevant and winning a lot until that unfortunate you got me back play. into
0: it i really wasn't watching it at all but you know you were doing the show and i was supporting it and i figured let me let me learn more about it and then see you know kind of go back to the old days we yeah. even went to some games you need to go to more games what's the wrong i want
1: i want to go to more games i don't want to be sheltered in the whole time i actually want to be able to see a ball game again I I had a goal. I wanted to see a few Yankee games and a few Mets games this year. I had goals, and this, this wiped away, unfortunately. We so were
0: going go to go also to Yard Goats games. The
1: Hartford like, Yard Goats, Dunkin' Donuts Park, beautiful stadium, by the way.
0: Where tickets are ten bucks, a five
1: dollar was it? Was it five dollar beer or something? Like I that? think it's
0: like a five buck beer and a three dollar hot dog or something like I that. I
1: mean, uh, come on! I mean, that's a great, that's a deal right there. That's five dollar parking. <laughs> $5 parking, remember that. When I went to the Yankee game last year, it was 45 bucks. It was awful.
0: So, you know, if you want to go with the family,
1: Yardos the Yankees, is the way to go. You know,
0: obviously, yeah. you know, you want, you want to see the big names in the major leagues, but the stadium is so beautiful. It's such a great experience, and it's affordable, and I just say squint a little bit and just make believe it's someone that you want to see, and that way you kind of can. Uh, so, if I see,
1: <laughs> so if I see a six-seven guy on the yard, goes to pretend it's Aaron Judge with another guy. Well,
0: you know, the whole thing is the players that play there today will be the major leaguers of tomorrow. Because they're all form teams. Pretty much, yeah. So if you Some can... players
1: get lucky, and some players, unfortunately, they never reach their full potential, which, unfortunately, kind of sucks. Well, if you
0: look out, someone that you like that's injured in the majors is rehabbing back in the minors, and they kind of, maybe they'll show up there.
1: <laughs> I did see Aaron Hicks when I went to a Yardgoos game a couple of years ago. I saw Aaron Hicks play for the Double A uh, Trenton. Right. I crushed the ball. It looked like it probably could have hit I-84. That's how... I mean I got my experience of
0: watching major league players that's cool least. and I would I would see the Brooklyn Cyclones you know, if I was they became you know, a double A team by the way too that's a, for the that's Mets a, that's a cool stadium too I think they, they've invested a lot in that because it's there's a need you know there there's this whole you know when you become a family guy and you have to lay out a lot of cash to go out you know especially when your kids don't really care all that much when they get older they do but you know just for a day out you, you You're, find it to be a more economical way to do things it's also in the heart of Brooklyn, right near Coney Island, too.
1: Brooklyn, baby! Brooklyn. I, I'm ready That's to talk segue. about it. That's a segue. That's a segue. I'm I grew up to talk about it.
0: I grew up in Brooklyn, and I grew up in Sheepshead Bay, and it was one of the best experiences of all time. And I, I will tell you, just be able to walk to everything, you know, but yet be by the water if I needed to be. You can actually walk to the beach. I'm sure it's, it was like a half hour, but nonetheless, you can get to Manhattan Beach. I
1: don't think you cared. You can
0: get to Brighton Beach. Coney you can get Island. to Coney Island and the boardwalk was like freaking amazing. And everyone talks about, you know, I used to go on the Cyclone, which the Cyclone was a very old fashioned wooden roller coaster, but although it wasn't very high, it wasn't very sturdy. So there was that fear element that you were going to die <laughs> on the actual. I've, I've always <laughs> never
1: been a fan of wooden roller coasters. I always feel like when it's going like this, I always hurt my back one way or another because it's like okay. so hard.
0: Then, yeah, well they also had the thunderbolt which they kind of ah, cut down. Th- but the cool thing was growing up, I used to go on the bumper cars all the time and that's actually what you know, you would think like you're, you know, you're like a like a teenager learning how to drive when you're younger, you know, and the thing is it was like the New York. It was like New York driving because everybody was banging into you, so you would just kind of go with the flow and just smash into people. I don't recommend the. I don't re- recommend driving in New York. It's absolutely
1: just terrible. But everybody
0: talks about Nathan's. Nathan's Nathan's hot dogs Nathan's
1: hot dogs of course you gotta do the old fashioned way and
0: they were great they really were that was a whole it was all part of the whole thing but my dad used to get something called the chow mein sandwich
1: was that the eggs and salami sandwich no it was like it was like
0: onions and fried things on a bun I don't know why I forgot I said get the hot dog he said no no I want this you get this weird chow mein sandwich. So it's he was, was on his own. Was it any good? I tasted. It was like it was it was like wet sauerkraut sandwich. Mm. It wasn't very good. But of course, uh, you got
1: to have the hot dogs. That's and the, the way to do f- it. And the
0: French fries were awesome.
1: Yes, I do. I kind of remember Nathan's. Well, fortunately, it became more of a franchise now. Mm. So you can see one everywhere, and you don't know if it kind of takes away the whole vibe of the classic place. back any, in Coney Island.
0: Anytime anything becomes mass produced, it's different. And, you know, you just think about it. When it becomes a corporation like that, unfortunately, they have to appease the stockholders.
1: Hot takes. Frank Pepe's. When they've opened up to six places around the state of Connecticut. Frank
0: Pepe's is known for being, like, one of the best pizzas of all time. They're in New Haven. It's amazing. They have this 100-year-old oven. They make—it's coal-fired. The the pizza to die from. These are New Yorkers that are talking to you. This pizza's amazing. Yes. But then they open one up— in another town, and they opened in Waterbury. Then they opened one up in Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun, and then they opened
1: one a town away from us. And then we we normally went to the one in Manchester because driving an hour for a pizza was sometimes a little outrageous. But then you realize it's, you got to do that sometimes.
0: The thing of it this way, you know, and this is this this analogy works pretty well. The more that you stretch the dough, the less good it's going to taste. So that you so don't want
1: to you don't want to go too many times. Basically, you do not want to go to your favorite place too well, many times. Well, what
0: I'm saying is, the when you open up new places, it's not the same care and attention. So I rather go to the one place where they know it's amazing than to go to its because you, know like, be you know it's not going
1: to be the same. You know it's not going to. It doesn't have.
0: It may look like the oven, but it's not the oven. It, they, it's there's a certain je ne sais quoi, and uh, you know, it, it's it's something different and special and that's what you go for is authenticity anything in this world that's worth a damn is authentic
1: authentic Sally's. very 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 authentic
0: now growing up i used to go to a place called rollin Roaster.
1: ah yes my favorite place when you used to take me there when i was
0: well rollin was just,
1: just a little baby little baby well
0: they had they had uh the best Cheeseburgers and roast beef and French fries with cheese cheese and anything with cheese. You would actually cheese would be at a condiment that would go on anything. You would just do this, and they would just put cheese in everything. And that would usually follow a night at Captain Walter's, which was like a a hangout in a bar. It was it was a bar that was right off of emmons Avenue where everyone from high school or college somehow we got in anyway. But it was it was a great place to hang out with with people and. And have a great time, and then you would go to Roland Roster on the way home because you wanted to. Yeah, that was your,
1: your 2 a.m. snack after a long night yeah. of drinking, which I thought, by the way, when you what was that place called again? What? Captain, Captain Walters. I thought it was, it sounded like a very old-fashioned rum.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, but it was, it, was, it was the neighborhood dive, and it was amazing. And uh, you, you, you don't realize how great these things are until they're not there anymore. Now they, they tore it down and built the condo. So all that land is the very speculation just the land is is worth a lot and what happens is you can get more in housing than you can in one bar. So what can I tell you it's 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 well yeah. what happens. That's what happened to 48th Street in Manhattan where all the guitar stores were. I used to go to Sam Ash and and Manny's and there was about a half a dozen other places and they all one by one went away to build a parking lot. So they They took paradise and they built a parking lot, like the song says. But we're trying to keep it light, trying to keep it happy, trying to keep it reminiscent. Well, you also had another
1: great experience in Brooklyn. It's called um,
0: the Park Slope. Park Slope was great. Yeah, that's. We were in Park Slope before it became Park Slope. Before it became
1: same problem, a lot of gentrification, a lot of, a lot of. You know what it is? Actually, what? Yes. It just became a lot of places that that I see everywhere. It feels
0: like when we moved there though it was it was kind of it wasn't there yet and there was a lot of uh, drugs and prostitution and the people that were selling us that place said you sure you want to live here it's really it's really it's not the best area but it was 10 minutes to Manhattan and across the Brooklyn bridge you're right yeah, there where you just got on the R train it was there you were there and you were surrounded by some of the best food places well, anywhere that's, that's what it's all about is, is the food and the location and the architecture and it was it, it was just wonderful you could walk up and down 7th avenue and there'd be everything from middle eastern food to indian to pizza to burritos to anything you wanted in its natural form it was great fortunate so,
1: for me i was too young to even experience any of this
0: well you were pretty much just out of stroller <laughs> a couple of years but, pretty much yeah i lived but, there
1: when i was 18 months to when i was five 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 six Round there,
0: we would use you as a reason to go take a walk. We we put you in the stroller. We go. Oh, I guess we have to get food. Then well, have... I'm
1: glad I can be some kind of advantage for you. And then that. I would
0: take you. Pathmark. I, no, do you remember we used to go to Prospect Park?
1: Yes, and on, on the my, ba- on the bike. On my bike, I, was, I would have an actual I was seat all, I was in the all front. The way in the, I was all the way in the front. I remember that just experiencing the air in Prospect Park. You know, I want to live there eventually at some point.
0: Well, well I think I think New York is in your blood, and you're going to go back there. Once a New Yorker, always a New Yorker. And right right now, you know, who knows where anything goes. But, you know, I, I think that you got those memories and they're implanted in your DNA. I and just
1: want to continue it on. That's why I want to live back in New York. I mean, it's a good lifestyle for a person my age.
0: I agree. I agree. And that's, uh, I, I think that's where, where you're definitely meant to be in, in, in a city location.
1: Whether it's New York or Chicago or Los Angeles,
0: anything can happen. This is true. Chicago could be good. Yes. we're still, we're still <laughs> We'll waiting. see what happens. We'll dude. see.
1: We'll see what happens with that. Uh, yeah. Stay, yeah. stay tuned
0: for more information about that. So, uh, other than that, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of what what else. You know, in, in all this time with uh, with being home, you know, and as you know, I, I play a little bit of guitar. I just wanted to share what I've been doing a little bit. Yes, mix, for two minutes. Now it, check it out.
1: No, everyone enjoys a good guitar a
0: little but, bit of guitar well you know, playing for so many years and just regular tuning I said there's got to be other tunings out there so there's a tuning called D-A-D G-A-D Dad Gad. So,
1: oh look see you get, people are starting to watch now because you brought the guitar so now he gotta do it now you gotta
0: be. so that's an open chord which the thing is when you when you start with a new tuning you know nothing everything that you know Yeah. Exactly. is so so this is a D chord and then you can Now check out how lush that is. So I my thing is always learn new things while I can. Well you
1: you got all the time in the world to do that now. Explore new uh, explore new tunings. And, and we, in this tuning I
0: <laughs> so, actually, Jimmy Page was one of my heroes who actually used to use this tuning for songs. Was it just Kashmir that you did for that, or or was it uh, about the rain song? Uh, I know, I know that's tuned down a little bit. That's a totally different tuning as well. But this is pretty cool. It's very warm and lush, so it's kind of like learning a whole new language. So this is my this is my Spanish lesson for the day. That's my little dad again. I'm going to learn some stuff and we'll, I'll learn some Celtic tunes. We'll be
1: back next week.
0: We take requests,
1: by the way, too. If you want me to
0: learn something, I'll, if, if it's not too difficult, I will.
1: Yeah. Yes. Like I said, you see that comment
0: section down there? Send it up. But uh, in the midst of all the, all the horrible stuff that's going on out there. I you know. know. I mean. You know, we it's so much pain out there, and if we could be just a little window of, of nonsense and, and joy to anybody, then that's why we're here. Just
1: come together, you know, say hi to everybody, show yeah. them your love, and so, just remember that we're all in this together. Think about it that way.
0: We are. So, uh, let's. Let's hope that we could somehow get to the right side of all this because right now there's...
1: There's a lot of questions <laughs> in the air, by the way, that I'm not going to get into.
0: We're not going to talk about it. I, I don't want to get into that. No,
1: because if I if we get into this, it's going to be like a bad rant. And, yeah. And unfortunately, I don't want to lose people because of a bad rant. Yeah. So. On on that note... On that note, thank you all for watching. This is a presentation of Clovercrest Media Group. You'll find us on any podcast platform on www.clovercrestmedia.com on Transistor, anywhere you can find all of our podcasts and to hear more of this beautiful music. And once again, thank you very much. I am James.
0: And I'm Dan.
1: (laughs) Farewell solo, let's hear it. (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) good job